the Defenders podcast, the number one fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Matt. And we have no Robin or Mel today because I, I don't know where they are. They're off having an adventure somewhere. So we've brought, uh, to replace Mel, we brought um, an extra Canadian guest on the podcast who we're very excited to chat to, which is Nobu himself, Peter Shinkoda. Welcome, Peter. Uh, thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Um, so I was telling you a little bit before, well, a minute ago when we were recording about the podcast. So, because I, I was chatting to you, I remember chatting to you months ago, sort of saying we're going to be doing this podcast and would you like to be on it? And you were like, yeah, great, but I can't tell you anything. Like, Marvel will kill me. They have a sniper on my roof, you know. Yeah, whatever limited amount of uh, info that I do have, I can't say anything. Like, you know, There's not really much to tell because Marvel doesn't say anything to anybody. I think only the writers have privy to anything. Yeah. And perhaps yeah. the showrunners. Um, and, and I think that it doesn't cross over. I, I don't think, you know, anybody that was from Dar- Daredevil knows anything really about um, about uh, Jessica Jones, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the need, it's, a, it's a very need-to-know basis, absolutely. That's, that's actually what Christos Gage and Ruth Fletcher Gage said, because we spoke to them as well, and we were sort of saying, you know, have you been had any sort of involvement with Jessica Jones? Because obviously they're filming at the moment, and they were like, no, you know, it's completely separate. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I bet, as a Marvel fan yourself, you were kind of like, can anyone tell me what's happening with all the rest of the stuff, you know? Listen, I didn't know anything, um, even about the, the noble fight scene, the burn-up scene. I didn't know. <laughs> I knew there was going to be some kind of action, you know, they told me a couple of weeks. Oh, people were hinting at, did you read episode 9? Did you read episode 9? I'm like, no. How come everybody else has, apparently, and I haven't? But, uh, you know, two weeks before... Finally got the script, and uh, you know, I, I, I just knew there was going to be action. Then, as uh, you know, I read it, and it revealed to me, you know, this this whole fight scene and, and the the uh, you know the the fire. So you know, everything was uh, it's a need to know and a last minute need to know kind of a, a deal, mm-hmm. very covert government uh, esque. <laughs> you know, so Shield is real, and they work for for Marvel. And they make sure you don't say anything. Is Shield? You know, so <laughs> they probably have hacked in and are listening to us right now. Oh. In that Here. case, bring back Nobu for season two, please. Yes, <laughs> if they're listening. Something last week. <laughs> I heard. I heard a cool thing that, like, originally for the fight scene you were saying about the big Nobu fight scene, it wasn't actually meant to be your character. It was going to be Kariji. And then they decided that it was actually going to be you. So when you found that out, were you like, yes, I get an awesome fight scene and I get to die a fiery ninja death? They said Kirigi, they actually said that? Mm-hmm. To me, they said that I was, my name was, or the character still remains the exact same guy, but it just changed the name to Nobu. Yeah, they said it was going to be the character Kariji, who's kind of the you know big head ninja from the hand. So oh. I guess you would have been like, and here is my awesome ninja but instead they decided that it was you going i am the awesome guy and right. uh did the fight scene which i mean is so cool because it's so amazing yeah i did not know that listen I, they decided that they probably decided just before shooting because um i didn't know i was going in thinking i was going to be some uh, a businessman uh, they mm-hmm. gave me to, to read for the uh, initial auditions auditions and um you know, they didn't uh, specify really the name. Um, on one of them, it did say Hachiro. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that when when it leaked that I was I was going to appear in there uh, in the show, um, somebody got uh, 
the information that I was Hashiro. Um, that's what I thought right until the, you know, maybe a couple days before shooting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this whole Kirigi thing, I did not know. But I did, I remember hearing that, oh, you're gonna like nine, and people said, get to the gym, get to the gym. So I think they might have known at that point that they were gonna have me, um, you know, turn into Nobu the Ninja, and, um, uh, but that, that's interesting. They actually had two different characters, you're saying? There wasn't I think so, yeah, by the sounds of it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But they obviously liked you, so they decided to give you an awesome fight scene to do. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very awesome, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they were planning to, or, or maybe they thought I was just kind of a, you know, uh, a weakling when I, I did audition. No. Saw me and said, maybe we can give it to him. I'm not sure. I don't know how it played out, but um, I think it worked out well. Definitely. You know, I'm happy with the scene, and she was, those guys that I worked with, uh, well, everybody, it was a very big collaborative process, but... Uh, these uh, the guys uh, that specifically worked on that scene, you know, um, uh, well the stunt guys, the stunt teams, and uh, and of course uh, you know the crew and the second unit crew because um, we had to work six days in a row on that fight scene. Uh, it turned out really well. It turned out real well, and uh, you know I did as much as they let me do, and um, uh, yeah, it worked out again. But uh, you know the, the, the fight, uh, the, the fire thing, I wasn't there on that. Oh, you didn't get to see yourself burning. I, I did see it, but through the monitors, like, you know, on another, uh, you know, far away and safe behind the fire uh, department and trucks. And, you know, it, it was very scary watching that because um, nobody knows. There was one take. There was two times that uh, the gentleman was lit on fire. And um, the first take, uh, he throws a kick. You know, he's, they rehearsed this, the, the, the block of it. But the guy can't see. He had, like, a plexiglass visor kind of under the – and he's built up bald layers of, of uh, fire retardant clothing. Um and they were dressing for hours, just, you know. So, but he had, he know, he knew how to walk through the scene. And there was one time where he throws his front kick and, and Matt, uh, or Daredevil, he, he blocks it with his left hand. And you gotta understand that they were, they were, like a barbecue, they were spraying him with light, lighter fluid. Wow. All over his standing there. And they spray some around his feet. And the guy comes and he lights down by the, his feet. And then he lights upwards. Mm-hmm. So, he was doused in it. When he threw this kick and, uh, and Matt, uh, well, uh, who, who was it? it, was, it, was actually oh, it. Was it? Yeah. He blocked it, but a lot of that uh, extra water that wasn't saturated into the fire retardant suit spilled onto his hand. Oh. So he blocked the kick, and then he's like, he's trying to shake it. <laughs> like, that is the most beautiful thing. It, uh, I, I thought they were going to use that take, but then again, I don't know, it wasn't written, but uh, it was beautiful. Because yeah. it's like, he's trying to shake it off and fight, you know? Uh, <laughs> That would have that would have played havoc with continuity, I'm sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it was kind of shot in a wide, you know, in a wide, uh, you know, single shot of that that the, the last fight. They didn't want guys, you know, traveling around with steady cams um, around this burning fellow. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was very cinematic, and beautiful with the, the yellow windows behind it and everything. Yeah. It was it's fun. A beautiful show, though. I mean, it's, the way it's filmed yeah. is just gorgeous. Like just to look at is. You know, um, I was going to say actually, I you know I meant to say first thing is congratulations on how successful the show has been because um, as a lifetime Daredevil fan, pretty much um, Matt's really into the comics as well, but I'm kind of the big Daredevil fan of the podcast, um, and it's it's such a good show, and even the public who might not be familiar with the character have just embraced it, and it's I think it's like the number four show on IMDb at the moment or something. So you know, honestly, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I knew I was, you know, I was on board something very special because the writing was very, uh, it was very good, and I'm a huge Daredevil fan. Um, 
I thought everything pretty much rang true. I liked how they brought a lot of the original characters in, even Karen Page. And, and uh, it was watching it. You know, the first time I got any glimpses of it was in January. I was doing ADR. Um, it was kind of like a looping in post-production. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, you know, fight grunts and stuff like that. And um, that day, uh, I was at the, uh, the sound studio in Manhattan, and um, uh, the head of Marvel Security on the set, actually, he travels with the... Uh, the, uh, the actual uh, the, the, the media the, with the tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's already queued up when you walk into these places, but it's, when we do my little, uh, you know, I do my ADR, they walk with the tapes. They can't leave it. That's where everything oh, leaks. Wow. You know, when you see leaks of movies, it's someplace in post-production. Somebody leaks it. Yeah. You know, yeah. The night shift. Anyway, so he, he, he travels with it, but he brought it in, and then uh, he's like, um, they also had the, the opening credits, and uh, nobody had seen them yet, perhaps. The Marvel, you know, Marvel uh, guys up you know, high up side, but uh, I remember seeing that, and uh, I'm going, wow, this is leading into the show. This is the lead. This is the title sequence. And I remember thinking how beautiful uh, it was, uh, you know, uh, how they presented. Uh, it, it, it's just, it was slick. So I knew they weren't messing around. And then I went straight to uh, some of my uh, dubbing over of some of my scenes, and then it really occurred to me how beautiful this could be. And uh, you know, a lot of people were were talking beforehand, saying that this could be Marvel's, you know, uh, the, the best product yet. Um, it's arguable, but uh, I was very happy with it. Um, and to tell you the truth, uh, watching it as a fan, it was great, especially the first half, because, um, you know, I only appear at, at, mm-hmm. uh, at the Allied construction, you know, site, uh, you know, way up in the scraper. Early on in the season, maybe at the end of the season, uh, the first episode, but I didn't have um, access to any of the scripts till episode five. I didn't have six. I had seven, eight, nine. So, uh, you know, there was a big gap. And just watching, uh, you know, the, the, the Russian brothers, that whole storyline was incredible. Yeah. And I forgot yeah. I was on the show. I was watching, what, I'm standing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing up and cheering in my own, uh, in my own place. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I was it turned out better than I uh, expected it to. Do you think yeah. Nobu could? Do you think Nobu could have taken Wilson Fisk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I would have <laughs> taken out his ankles, let him fall, you know, or taken him out of the knees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring but him one, down. One of the cool things I think someone mentioned this to you on another podcast is when there's that great scene between um, Fisk and Madame Gao, and they're discussing like uh, the episode after. I think it's episode ten then, and they're discussing your character, and they talk about him in the present tense. Which is very cool. So I'm going to take that as you're coming back. As the Human Torch. Yeah, as the Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't remark on that. <laughs> You've got to come back and fight Iron Fist in the Iron Fist series. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to stay forever and live forever in Marvel and, and, and go to the Avengers Eight. I would love to be <laughs> forever. There's a lot of little. Uh, you know, hints and a lot of references to my character, my organization, and, you know, she did say something like I was uh, going to be sent back to Japan in preparation for the next step or something, and uh, well, there's also there was also something about, uh, well, they never said anything about hands. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Looks like, it looks like it, certainly, right? Okay, I'm not, I'm not giving anything away, Marvel, but um, <laughs> never said anything about hands. Um, she's going up to, a, you know, a considerable place further than China. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, Further place in China. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, my body was sent back. Um, Scott Glenn, uh, the amazing Scott Glenn. Oh, fantastic! Yes, it, I mean, I never seen such perfect camp. The funny thing was, I talked to a couple producers about two weeks before. And went, Do you guys cast Dick yet? And no, we're looking at a few guys. And went, you got to get Scott Glenn. You honestly got to get Scott mm-hmm. Glenn. You know, 
two weeks later. I had to, you know, they don't tell me these don't call. We caught, we got Scott Glenn. I had to see the trades. I'm like, whoa, they got Scott Glenn. So that was, that was huge. Uh, what, what a amazing coup to get that guy. And um, I remember he was on the rooftop and he said, uh, well, Matt says, Nobu. I said, well, that's what he's calling himself now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's that's setting up something. I don't know, uh, you know, whether it's, it's, I would come back or somebody else would replace me in another physical form, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. they can get uh, Another Japanese fellow? I'm not sure. I just don't know. No, I have to say. I did, um, when we spoke to Christos and, and Ruth, um, who, by the way, had amazing things to say about you, so they're big fans of you as well. Um, oh, wow. But uh, they, I did try and get info, information out of them, but they were obviously quite cagey and couldn't reveal anything. But Wait, there was a few them? things they, they set up, you know, with the, I think in episode one, at that in that montage at the end, and there's that great shot of you, um, surrounded by your colleagues looking at the, the map of um, Hell's Kitchen and it looks like there's something underneath Hell's Kitchen or being built under Hell's Kitchen and later on in the series nobody's very keen to get that particular apartment block. That block, that specific one. You know? Yeah. Uh, Were you let in on what that is? You don't have to tell us what it is, but do you well, have information? Technical uh, drawings for a structure, it's a blueprint, you know. Um, hit club close-ups, you can freeze frame it, you'll see that... Uh, there's some Japanese uh, characters on there, um, if you translate it. <laughs> we need to translate it. Oh. I guess if there was anything there of importance, people would have found it already. So. Yeah. You know, a lot of little clues. There's also, you know, I speak it, uh, Japanese, uh, you know, mm-hmm. considerable amount, and there's never any um, subtitles. Mm-hmm. But if you were to look into what I said, you know, there's, there's some things in there, too. Um, Madame Gao talking about me when... Uh, when, when uh, Leland Owlsley uh, says that he's unnerved because I'm not cold. And he turns around and says, uh, Nobu, can you at least pretend that you're cold? It's unsettling. <laughs> That's when Madame Gao laughs and she says something about me. You know? mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, it's all kinds of little things that can be, uh, that could, you know, that are suggested. Hopefully um, that will be an extra on the Blu-ray. It'll be like a trivia track and it'll say the subtitles. That would be mm-hmm. cool. Is there a Blu-ray really coming? I hope so. Do, is there going to be a... I don't think there's a date yet, um, but hopefully there will be. They're doing a, a sort of art of season one book hardcover in September that you can pre-order on Amazon, which has been, I think that was due out around June, but they keep pushing the date of that back, and it's like Daredevil Netflix season one hardcover. So maybe they've pushed it back because they're going to include like a bit about season two because they're filming now. Um, but maybe that will appear in that book, I don't know. But I've not seen a Blu-ray release yet, but maybe they'll delay that to in you know to coincide with season two coming out or jessica jones i don't know yeah that'd be a good marketing strategy and you know, mm. Marvel could have that. so yeah. um yeah I, i'd like to get my hands on that because i remember set photographers there around all the time you know but uh to be honest um not a lot of information was leaked about uh you know the, the actual um the shooting of it i couldn't even tweet uh we can't uh tweet we can't uh couldn't say anything yeah really acknowledge that I was in it, even though, you know, there was a lot of articles covering the fact that I'd been cast. I couldn't confirm it. I can't. Uh, but a lot of my career is like that. I can't really talk about things. A lot, I find, from almost all my parts. I'm like, why does everybody else get press releases and talk about it? <laughs> I got to shut my mouth and not say anything all the time. With that, with this show, certainly, and then definitely with Falling Skies, too. Yeah. Never say anything. And I'm talking as long. There's a lot of a post-production in both, the, both shows. You know, some people... Uh, might shoot an arrow, and uh, that episode's out three weeks later. Uh, yeah, and, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, with, with my my two biggest uh, TV shows, uh, 
well, I'm kind of silenced. <laughs> well, I imagine with Falling Skies, like, obviously with such a big fan base as well, you must have fans kind of asking you all the time, like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen? And you obviously can't speak about it, but, like, it might be something you don't actually know because you're still filming the later episodes. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was in every episode up to this season. And I came back in, in, in season three as a, as a guest role. And uh, I decided to shoot, uh, you know, the months after we finished shooting season two, I couldn't tell anybody that I had, uh, you know, the guy had perished. So, <laughs> like, oh, great, man, what's coming out? Are you excited for season two? What about season three? You know, they're asking all those kind of questions. Mm. <laughs> You're I'm like, dead. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I was asked hundreds of times, um, uh, so that was tough. Even when, uh, you know, I had to do like a live, um, there was a live broadcast with the cast as soon as it finished the East Coast, uh, East Coast, uh, or the, no, the West Coast, um, uh, the, the airing of it on TNT. And, uh, you know, even while, while the episode was rolling out, I couldn't say anything, of course, because I can't reveal anything about the season finale. So I'm always having to bite my tongue to the end. Again, you know, even in this case, you're asking, what's going on, Mobu? I don't know, but if yeah. I did, I can't say anything. So we yes. have to ask. If we didn't ask you, the listeners would never let us live it down. They'd be saying, "Why did you ask? What's going to happen?" <laughs> They're shooting. Uh, you know, their style is—it's uh, a need to know. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm praying to the you know the comic book gods. Please, I'd love to be brought back, but I just don't know. I imagine, uh, you know, it's kind of. So it's unnerving for real for me. I'm like, wow, you know. But if, if it happens, I'd, I'd probably know last minute. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I know they're shooting now, so I'm starting to get yeah. more. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm just uh, very uh, pleased that I got to be a part of it. And uh, you know, I think that you know, this is the beginning of something so huge. I mean, this at the end, at the end of the day, once Defenders comes out, uh, I was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, first season of the first of the first superhero show on Netflix. You know, I think that's. Uh, one of the biggest shows of all time as well. Yeah, yes. And, and, and you know, reviewed. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's on, it's on IMDb. It has uh, the second highest review out there other than Game of Thrones. Or something. It's up there with Game of Thrones, The Wire, and Breaking Bad, I think. I think it's those four as the four highest at the moment. Another accomplishment, you got to play a straight-up ninja, and that never happens because it's not the 80s anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was thinking. I was thinking about Shokosugi and uh, Lee Van Cleef. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> like Edge of the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja Three to oh, Dominate. I, so, I was so glad to see that because yeah, I, I forgot how much I miss ninjas from. Yeah. You know, they were they were everywhere in the eighties, but you never see them anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I used to wear ninja outfits on Halloween when I was a teenager. You know, um, I had them kicking around in boxes. I'm at a folks place in Montreal right now, so. You know what? I should oh, damn, I should have opened my found a box and opened my just laid out all my uh, the comics for you guys. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say you should have found your ninja outfit and done the video <laughs> dressed as a ninja. We would have been like, whoa! <laughs> He's really method. <laughs> I had a great I put it together. It was custom, and I, I even had my mom. You know, she, she wrote uh, my name or our family crest and stuff on the side of the ninja. Oh, you know? nice. But I'm going, what ninja would do that? It's like, you're giving away your identity. This is the whole purpose. To... <laughs> yeah, I won a lot of Halloween uh, Halloween um, costume uh, contests. Nice. Well, my, my uh, neighbor's got a five-year-old, and um, he's uh, kind of obsessed with ninjas at the moment, and he's a big fan of the Ninja Turtles, and um, wants to be a ninja, but wants to dress in green. 
And his mum's like, that's not the most ninja colour, because you kind of stand out. <laughs> okay. Aren't they shooting part two? Because I just turned down a little. I think so, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think they're shooting part two. I haven't seen part one yet, but... um. The blatant, uh, you know, spin on, on Daredevil. So. Mm. Very, well, Daredevil created the Ninja Turtles, you know. Yeah, I crossover in a couple of months, and they're going to be sent to another dimension, to, to Gotham City, and they're going to team up or fight Batman. In the really? Wow. <laughs> it's a one-off, you know, kind of a series. But uh, I, I read that yesterday. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. there was an X-Files Ninja Turtles crossover at one point in the comics. It was like Lone Gunman and the Turtles. There was definitely a Lone Gunman and Ghostbusters. Lone is, Gunman? Yeah, Gunman. from X-Files. Yeah. Very good friends with Dean Hagland. Oh, nice. He just moved uh, three weeks, a month ago. He moved to Australia. He lived oh, in wow. L.A. He's from Vancouver, but in the last uh, 15 years he's been in L.A. I did an, uh, I just did an indie movie with him. and He, he, he was a producer on one of the leads. <laughs> Play very good friends in it, and uh, sad to see him go. I've been here, but he—I was here, but he just left just weeks ago. He lives in Sydney. Yeah. He left Los Angeles. So, being from Montreal, uh, are you are you fluent in French at all? Okay. Do you, you ever get to use that in any roles? Uh, I no, I, I don't. It's, it's, it's awful because uh, you know I can speak with a Quebecois accent and in the French, uh, you know the French, the français. So the thing is. I'm actually, you know, I've, I've spoken to my reps and I'm going to reassert this to them that, you know, I would love to have a meeting with like Studio Canal or something from France mm-hmm. or, or one of uh, Luc Besson's companies because um, I know that he, he he has an affinity for all things Asian and he likes those, uh, you know, action movies. And, and I love the fact that he shoots them all the time, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Europe. He actually kind of doesn't shoot in, in, in the States, except for like uh, Lyon or the professional that was in New York City, but mm-hmm. he shoots a lot in France, I find. Um, well, you and, should uh, um, get in touch with uh, Jean-Pierre Genet, who does uh, a lot of awesome films as well. Like, um, really? de- like, yeah, like he did Delicatessen and Amelie and City of Lost Children and um, is, like, good friends with um, Ron Perlman. And he did Alien Resurrection, the fourth Alien film. Um, right. Yeah, he's yeah. a really cool French director. Oh, I'd love to work with him. Yeah, did he do The Bear or something? No, did he do... Mm, I don't know. No, or... Not sure, but uh, yeah, of course I know his name, and uh, you know, familiar with half those movies, not all. But, but, um, I would love to. I would love to to be in anything, uh, you know, in Europe. I love those European movies. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be it would be quite a spectacle to have me, you know, in a European movie, and, and I had to do well over here. I mean, uh, it'd be a great calling card for the states. Uh, you know, great recognition for me in the states because you know a lot of times I'm doing um, action-oriented, uh, you know, stories or movies or TV shows. And, uh, you know, no, no way that I specifically want to go that way. It just kind of happened. It was a project in Indonesian guy. And, um, but, uh, you know, I'd love to do any type of movie. Like a delicatessen. Like I do a broke back. I do, uh, you know, uh, I would, you know, anything. That, I mean, that, that, that movie was full of heart. It's not mm-hmm. like I want to give you a homosexual role. It's not necessarily that <laughs> well done movie. I'd like to do anything, you know, a life of pie. I don't know. But I don't want to always be kicking ass or getting my ass kicked. Um, mm-hmm. I just think the movie is going to, uh, just got a distributor, but I can't say who it is, and there'll be a there'll be on the press release in a matter of weeks. But um, we did lock down a premiere over at the ArcLight Cinemas in Hollywood, so mm-hmm. it's the sixth. But in that movie, uh, you know, I was approached to to be in this uh, movie shot in Hong Kong, and um, so actually I'm just playing an American expat lawyer living in Hong Kong. You know, mm-hmm. 
I know 100 people, Americans living in Hong Kong, you know, maybe 80% of them are Asian. Mm-hmm. If we gave this to, you know, we gave this to Hollywood, they would have made it Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone. Would have yeah, been definitely. All, like, let's watch. Like a recent Hawaiian film that has come watch out. Watch all <laughs> people that speak English in Hong Kong and they're Americans. I'm like, you know, the actual truth is most Americans that I know that are back in Hong Kong are, are going back to their roots. Mm-hmm. Or because they're Asian, and you know, they, they, they work in the Asian market, but... You know, uh, I know a lot of uh, Chinese Americans that have gone back to Hong Kong and they work there, speak English perfectly. You know, and uh, we did that, and that was that was quite a thrill, and it was an, uh, an amazing, uh, amazingly fleshed out character on paper. And you know, I hope it did it justice. But I'm very proud of that movie. Um, didn't didn't punch anybody. Uh, didn't get killed. <laughs> it was a thrill because uh, you know, ninety percent of the time I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. But. Uh, well, I spoke to Gideon Emery, who was um, who played Anatoly in Daredevil. He said that because I said to him about his death scene, obviously in Daredevil, which is very memorable. You know, getting your head chopped off with a car door by Vincent D'Onofrio. But he said the same thing. He's like, I'm always getting killed. He said he's filmed so many death scenes that you know yeah. they all just kind of blend into one another. And I was like, wow, if that one, you know, like your one as well, getting set on fire while doing a fight scene just kind of blends out and doesn't stand out, then you know you're doing a lot of death scenes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was glad that they didn't put me on, you know, on the floor because there's, uh, you know, falling skies on my death scene. I literally lied on the floor for two, three days after we shot the death scene. I had to lie on the floor with like pigeon carcasses and, and muck. It was the inside of a, you know, an abandoned silo. We can't. Mm-hmm. It was so hollow and high up there, couldn't see the ceiling. It was just going to darkness. I remember, like a, a dead pigeon fell and like, almost hit, uh, or I think it hit Will Patton's shoulder. He was freaking out. It's like God. <laughs> And a call Seg and get them over here and shut down this goddamn. <laughs> he had he went to the hospital. It's like, I'm coughing up blood, Lieutenant. I'm like what? Captain, <laughs> you're 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 coughing blood. He said, I went to the hospital yesterday. Coughing up blood. Did I? You listen. You support this soldier? So I'm like, no. You all right? I'm, I'm just lying on the ground, dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, I, I could actually see bird bones, like like oh, chicken wow. bones. Wow. Little wing lying on the dirt there for two, three days after I finished my death scene. And, uh, it That's was, enough uh, to turn you vegetarian after that, I bet. Yeah, it was enough to make me not want to die and lie on the floor ever again. So <laughs> I, was, I was really thinking about that with Daredevil. I'm going to dress me like a crispy, you know, ninja and put me on the floor, and I'm going to have to lie there again as the camera spins around and covers, you know, Vincent and, 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 and uh, Toby Leonard Moore. I'm glad that they only shot it one way, and they just suggested I was burning when he said, you know, let him burn. Because yeah. uh, they, they wrapped me before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was six days I was there, you know, and um, I was very tired and kind of in pain. But I knew that they had to, you know, begin the the next little piece with the um, with Toby Leonard Moore and uh, with uh, with Charlie jumping out the window and getting his ass uh, yeah. again a second time by uh, by Tinker. <laughs> So um, when they wrap me, I'm like, oh, good. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna put me on that floor all crispy and I have a life. It's that one thing that I don't like doing is acting dead on a floor anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. So I was happy about that, and that was a that was a big um, chokeout fest because they were in there and they had to have a glow. So mm-hmm. They kept hiding this this crispy body, I guess, <laughs> and have to air out the uh, the factory, which is a real factory at, at docks. Mm-hmm. You know, those establishing shots. Mm-hmm. Shots of the uh, of uh, this uh, layer. That's the actual place that we're in. Um, but it kept filling up the smoke. So they had to reset, relight the thing, go on to another take. 
And I felt bad because that, that's, that's, you know, some nasty chemical stuff that you're using. They just stand to live in their lines uh, with the, something burning there. Uh, they should do that as a replica prop from the show. They could have, like, a Nobu nightlight, you know, like Crispy Ninja you put in the corner and it's the light. You plug them into the wall? <laughs> yeah, plug it in, you know, get some ambiance in the room. <laughs> That'd be great. I don't know. Have they, uh, have they uh, released any merch uh, you know, or, or, or toys? I, I heard they I don't were. think so. They've just done... I can actually show you. I'll, I'll cut this out because it's, <laughs> it's visual, not audio, but... The only ones they did, but they're not from the show, have, is they finally did two little Funko Daredevils. They did the yellow one and the red, but they're not they're, from the show. Not from the show, but where are they from? Are they, they're the from they did them through Forbidden Planet, um, but they're limited edition, so that's the only sort of new Daredevil merchandise I've seen since the show came out. But I know they're doing that book, um, and I think there is some other bits and pieces coming out because... Uh, the show was obviously so big, but I think they're going to be later in the year. So um, I, I'm not sure whereabouts. But if I if I see any, then I'll let you know. But definitely. Yeah, when that book comes out, let me know. I'll yeah, I will do. Yeah, I, I know you can pre-order it on Amazon now. But I think it's September. But I don't it's know. It's got to be expensive, maybe like forty bucks, thirty, forty bucks. It was. It's a hard Forty-five dollars, maybe okay. American. Yeah, I don't know how much that. Is. I think that's about thirty pounds. I don't know. You should get one for free. They should give you one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be about 100 phone calls to Marvel. Like, I don't want to bother <laughs> many people. Well, I was told them. earlier today, because we actually spoke to, I spoke to Tommy Walker this morning. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and he, he actually did an impression of you as well, so which was uh, oh. which was quite amusing. <laughs> but he yeah. said that you are the person to know if you want to get into Marvel HQ. So if that's true, then you should definitely get one of those free books. Uh, I know a few people that uh, you know I had met over the last year. Uh, mm. There's no avoiding it. Uh, but uh, you know, Tommy is coming, and, uh, and myself are both going to be in. Yeah. Yeah, I said to him actually because the um, the one you're going to, which is the London Film and Comic Con, I usually go to every year. Um, although I I usually am selling stuff, um, and uh, I won't be there this year because I'm going to New York. So you guys are coming to London, and I'm going to New York. But uh, you guys will have such a good time. And I said to him, if you want any recommendations of places to go, just send me a message, and I'll try and recommend some places to go in London. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys will have a blast. Uh, I imagine there'll be some kind of things arranged for us to do at night during the convention. You know, mm-hmm. so, so that's what you said. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, th- th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna arrive in a couple of days for, uh, earlier and I'm gonna, you know, tour around with my, uh, my friend that's also coming in. Uh, it'll be a good time. Looking forward to seeing her and then Tommy and, uh, his, his, his wife are gonna be there mm-hmm. too. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun because uh, Tommy and I became, became quite close over the last, uh, mm. last year. Um, I don't know if you mentioned, like, I think I was the first actor that he met. We met the, the makeup trailer. Yeah, I think he said you were getting your hair cut. <laughs> yeah, his, he was getting his hair dyed. Yeah, <laughs> he was too blonde. Yeah, he was too blonde. I think we were coloring his hair. And, and, and that was it. But, you know, I, I often hang out with him. When I was in New York a few weeks ago, on the mm-hmm. and he came out to L.A. for the premiere, and uh, that was a good time, too. Just a great guy, super talented guy. I mean, he, he did impressions. Cause he, really <laughs> he did an impression of you, yeah. You can do an impression of him if you want to get him back. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's just it's about all his, you know, exuberant energy. The thing is, he he's, he does all the Back to the Future impressions, and uh, I believe the theme of this uh, London Film TV Comic Con. Well, they're yeah. bringing the 
has to back to the future. Yeah, all the cast. I was telling Matt earlier, even Mayor Goldie Wilson's going to be there, so it's pretty exciting. Mayor Goldie Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you've got Sigourney Weaver going and Bill Paxton and, you know, yeah. um, Hayley Atwell from Marvel's going to be there. It's it's amazing. Yeah. But and I'm I'm going to be in New York. I'm I'm gutted I won't be there, but yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to meet her. <laughs> it's great. Um, isn't she shooting? I thought they greenlit it and she's going to L.A. And uh, Yeah, I think they're shooting at the moment, but I think... Um, I wait, think she knew Civil War, Captain America, she must have appeared in, because she didn't die. Yeah, I, I, th- I think... Do you want a spoiler for Captain no. America? <laughs> but she, will, she will definitely be in it, as far as I've heard. But she was on the set in Atlanta a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Like mm-hmm. She's not taking Polaroids of herself and selfies. She's there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and she did it. Did she die in Winter Soldier? No. No. Lying no. there, kind of feeble, and uh, yeah, and uh, Steve Rogers was talking to her. Mm-hmm. Having I wanted Arnold. to ask you actually about Marvel stuff because I know, like everyone who follows you on Facebook has yes. seen your your Deadpool baseball cap, which I know you oh, spoke yeah. about on the This Week in Marvel podcast. Um, because every time there's a photo of you, it's like, oh, Deadpool baseball cap. And I know, obviously, you're a Deadpool fan, but you're mainly a Spider-Man fan. Is that correct? Yeah, Spider-Man's the best one. Mm. Spider-Man's amazing. I'm just like, will he appear? In, like, him and Daredevil are tight, you know, they're friends. Yeah. I would I love, love to see them appear together now in a, in a, somehow, because I love their friendship in the comics. Why do they lock him down? Timing is kind of suspicious. Why do they lock him down, you know, like, a day before Daredevil started shooting? I'm like, oh, what are you doing over there? Again... <laughs> I would know, uh, but I'm crossing my fingers. I would love for him to be introduced, you know, just swinging by or something, you know, mm-hmm. top or something. This is my water tower. Who are you? Yeah, you know. <laughs> 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 what are, I mean, they can do it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, will they? That's another question. But I would love for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Um, One of my co-hosts, Robin, was um, convinced that Ben Urich in Daredevil was going to like when he got fired in that episode, he was like, "Oh, he's gonna go off and join the Bugle, and it's gonna tie in with Spider-Man, and J. Jonah Jameson's gonna be in it." And then he got killed, and I don't I think Robin was, was very happy. I didn't know he was gonna die because, like I said, I you know uh, I only knew up, I only read up to nine. That's mm-hmm. all I had uh, you know, access to uh, when he died. Like, what the what? Mm-hmm. You know, and he, she's Bonnie uh, Curtis Hall is just superb in it. He's mm-hmm. superb. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, everybody's amazing, and I'm just I'm so blessed to be uh, surrounded by such great actors. Uh, you know, that elevated my my performance. I mean, it, I I think that it, you know, it just it just hit the mark. You know, with mm-hmm. this uh, the show, it's almost like hard to top. I'm like, you know, with all this expectation, and uh, uh, you know, with season two, can they top it? Um, and I'm not meaning topping just by you know having a lot of you know Punisher machine gun stuff. Um, there's a lot. There's, you know, they already have a lecture and they got the Punisher in there, so. Uh, I, I guess they're going to turn it up a notch, but, you know, I'd, I'd hate to see them drop the ball on the writing. The writing is just so good. It's just mm-hmm. so good. Um, so, you know, with the addition of these, the, the new, uh, you know, beloved characters, it, yeah, I just hope they handle it really well. I hope they, they do it. They up the ante. I, I expect them to have more action. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're going to do. I think, that, you know, who they cast, L.D. and Young? Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, she's the perfect look for it. It's a perfect look, but I wonder, uh, I'm not familiar if you're familiar with her work. Does she have a French accent? I don't know. The only thing I recognize that she's been in, um, she's been in a lot of stuff in in France, where she's from, but uh, she was in the last uh, G.I. Joe film, which I haven't seen. 
Um, and in that, there's been promo photos of her wearing all red with swords, and she looks Electra. She is Electra. Yeah. So physically, she looks perfect. Yeah, she does. Uh, that Jinx? I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen it. Maybe Jinx, yeah, if she was all in red and wore blindfold at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know G.I. Joe, Matt. <laughs> she's a pretty good fighter in real life. And also, obviously, if they're introducing Electra, who famously was resurrected by the hand, then maybe someone else could be resurrected by the hand. <laughs> You're really pushing for this. I, I know, you know, Marvel might be listening. I'm pushing for it. I'm going to start the campaign, bring back Nobu. I knew something. I still say I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so I did want to ask you, though, are you looking forward to the Spider-Man film? Like the Spider-Man relaunch, obviously, with Tom Holland? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because, uh, you know, uh, Marvel's got their hands in there and uh, they've got the creative, uh, you know, say, they got input, not, you know, the final say. Um, and uh, as we know, they don't drop the ball too often. So um, certainly they're going to, uh, you're, they're going to honor, you know, the, the, most, the most famous character in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they're going to mess around. Uh, I like the fact that they cast Marissa Tomei. Yeah, yeah. I can see that their long-term plan, you know, they'll let her go gray over the next, like, uh, 20 years of Spidey films, but it, you know, <laughs> she's an amazing actress, and I think she's a New Yorker. I think so, yeah. yeah. I know they were talking a while ago, but I, I think it was just rumors that McConaughey was going to be the new Green Goblin, which, or Norman Osborn, which would be amazing, but I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> amazing. Because, uh, Yes, you know he's, he's, he's a genius actor, but man, yeah. that elevated that like super A list, you know. Um, but I like how Marvel sometimes doesn't necessarily go for the A list, and they mm-hmm. kind of develop people, you know. Even the first Avengers, even having you know Chris Evans as, as uh, Captain America. I mean, they're huge now. Chris Hemsworth, even as Thor, they were kind of uh, they weren't nearly as close to you know the, the, the place they are now. But we all, you know, five films later with each of them and stuff. So, but, you know, Marvel. Knows how to cast and they know how to uh, actually to, uh, develop their actors. It's mm-hmm. great. So I don't know what they're doing. I've got, a, I've got a question. I've got a Marvel question. If you could play any Marvel character, who would you like to play? Like, let's forget about race right now. I know that's kind of a limited scope for. Yeah, I would have said you know Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, with with Spider Man becoming a black man in the comics and stuff, and like, let's just assume this is all up in the air. What? Who's your favorite superhero that you'd like to be able to play? Uh, you know, Human Torch was always kind of cool because he's, you know, lippy and stuff. Um, Spider-Man was, you know, sarcastic and talked a lot, but Deadpool's the best, but, you know, nobody's going to talk Ryan Reynolds. That guy is, yeah. you know, uh, he's, he's just perfect for it. You know, his little smug, sarcastic delivery and, you know, he's quick with, he's just perfect. And that, that leaked footage from a few years back, mm-hmm. I've watched it a hundred times. I'm laughing at, I laugh right through it every time. Yeah. Well, yeah. if I do, if I, you know, turn off, the, you know, after this, this broadcast, I can look at it, but I'll watch it, you know, 20 times. I'll literally <laughs> waste, you know, a long portion of my day just watching that because it's just so funny. Just I'm so really excited for that film, and particularly, like, some of the um, the stunt guys I know from the Daredevil series are doing the stunt work for Deadpool, oh, and their wow. work in Daredevil is amazing, so I can't wait to see, like, what they come up with in Deadpool, and as you said, Ryan Reynolds is just perfect casting, you know, there's yes. no one else that could be Deadpool. Yeah. You see, you know, the, the marketing is just perfect, too, you know, every time I see, uh, you know, something comes out every couple of weeks with him, you know, rocking a picture or Instagramming something, it's the best, like that new picture, the... the uh, the Hunger Games photo of him. Yeah, yeah. Plastered on the, 
Uh, <laughs> the Mario Lopez thing as well they did was amazing. Oh, yeah. marketing oh, with hitting yeah. Mario Lopez around the head with a chair or whatever it was. was That's uh, camera. So really fun. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into that kind of humor. Um, I'd love to play him, but again, you know, don't take away from that. So. Wolverine, of course. Uh, I would love to play the Silver Samurai, you know, but uh, not yeah, necessarily that's, that's that, a, but not in a robotic suit, exoskeleton kind of way, you know. I don't yeah, know. that's kind of dumb. <laughs> Mandarin's son? I don't know. Um, I would want to play Bullseye, so, I mean, that's also a gender flip, so if we're going for any limit, I think Bullseye's, I love Bullseye as a character, so. You Marvel, hear? if you want a female Bullseye, I'll play Bullseye. <laughs> I heard Statham. There was a rumor that Jason Statham was going to be... Yeah, I think that he was rumored, and then I think it's officially been denied, but it might just be that they're waiting to announce it. I don't know. I don't know. There's been a lot of people rumored that fans would like to see. One of the cool things when you were saying about Scott Glenn as Stick was, um, you know, a lot of people... I mean, there's been fan castings for Daredevil for years, and for, for years, as I said, I've been a fan. I, I said this to Chris Thompson Roosters as well. For years and years and years, even before the, the, um, the Ben Affleck movie came out, I was like, if they ever do a TV series, I want Eldon Henson as Foggy. And it's only because I'd seen him in stuff like years ago. And when they announced that he was cast, I was like, have they tapped my phone? Like, what the hell? Yeah. And you were, he you were was... talking Daredevil while you were watching Mighty Ducks 2? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when I saw him in The Mighty and... Some oh, other yeah. stuff like butterfly effect, wow. maybe like that kind of thing. Butterfly yeah. effect. That's yeah. funny. I was in Vancouver when they started shooting the pre-production boat party. Mm. The this is way before. This is like maybe a year after uh, you know um, that '70s show had ended. Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher was not the Ashton Kutcher we know now. It was mm-hmm. way pre Demi Moore, pre uh, his child, <coughs> pre Steve Jobs movie. I remember sitting in the back of the boat just having beers with him all night. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, butterfly effect. Because a friend of mine who was in the movie invited me to come along, and I went there. And uh, I remember that was a very different action picture. Mm-hmm. Very, very quiet, nice. And it was, just, you know, it was, uh, he was trying to segue into a future film at that point. And wow. That was like 14 years ago. And Eldon Henson was in The Butterfly Effect? Yeah, he was one of the, the friends in it. But it was around that time because I saw The Butterfly Effect when I was in L.A. And when I was going in all the comic book shops. And I just remember being like, I want him as Foggy. Long hair? Oh, I think so. I mean, he usually has long hair, Eldon, I think, in unless he has to like cut it for a role. Um, but, uh, yeah. He's very private. I know he's not on the social media too much. And uh, the only time I met him was at the premiere in L.A. Mm-hmm. And we shared a couple words, introduced myself, and then you know, I told him I felt he was an amazing cast and he did a great job. Such a nice guy, but other than that, he's quite mysterious. Uh, keeps to himself. He did his first podcast not that long ago, which was with um, E.J. Scott, which is Deborah Ann Wool's boyfriend, who does Scratch the Surface. And um, he did a, a podcast of that, and he's an, um, he's such an interesting guy, Eldon. He had so many stories of all the stuff he's been in. So I think maybe he's um, he's getting onto social media a bit more, you know, from Daredevil. But um, if you if you want to know all about him, go and listen to that podcast because yeah, he's got some really cool stories. EJ's been asking me for months, and uh, the thing was, I'm just all over the place. Um, but I, I promised that, that that I would do one of them in the next few months. Mm. I got a couple more. A couple more uh, filming-related questions, uh, if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> so you said you did do some of the fight scene. Like, how much did you do? What, did you get to throw punches? And... 
Yeah, I'd throw punches and like throws and the flips and uh there was only one time that, that you know, it was, it was very it was done every move was like real. There was one time there was wires in, in the first segment, uh, the opening teaser when he, we we opened the fight and I sleep his leg with my hand and he flips and, and then I punch him, the blood comes out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> the title sequence. That was the only time that uh really had to put, you know, Make contact with him. There's a couple times I got chopped in the head and throw him. And, uh, but that time he was on a wire. And they kind of, you know, uh, they messed with the speed mm-hmm. of the camera. Okay. Uh, there was wires coming up between his legs and his rigged to the roof. He had, I had to do the sweep and uh, give him, uh, you know, a punch on that hand, which was weird. Was that hard to catch his face as it whizzed by? Or <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to the story was like, you know, I clocked him pretty hard. He's like, yeah, you take a. They came in, you know, there was a lot of heat on that one. <laughs> it was like, he's hanging a wire. Yeah, Pete, maybe you can, okay, I'll go a lot slower. Like, yeah, go slower, Pete, don't, don't kill the star. <laughs> there was no um, digital effects with that blood coming out. That was just you, yeah? Just punching him <laughs> in the face. <laughs> because after that, they had the Vikings mouth. You know, he's in wires, only in that, only in that little clip. Um, he had to keep spitting the blood on the floor. He had a blood pack, but I think they might have enhanced it. Because it just came out so beautifully, I'm like, mm. what? you know. But he did have a blood pack in there. Um, but I did clock him once pretty hard, and he wasn't too cheesed. He was like, "That yeah, was a little, maybe I'll take a little bit off that piece." You know? Okay, got it. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as the other things, you know, I did uh, as much as I could with the, a lot of the wide, um, a lot of the uh, chain stuff I did too. These aerial kicks that were launched off the desk, that wasn't me. Mm. <laughs> a couple of those crazy ones. The the tricking. But there was a lot of tumbling and tricking and flipping. Not me. You know, I could fight. I could do a lot of stuff. But this is very special. Like they're flying guys in from around the world. Mm-hmm. Fire. Not me. Um, Did but, you get uh, to uh, try and break Tommy's hand in that scene where you t- he took us to grab you and you're just like, Row, like that. That um, yeah, that day was pretty fun. Uh, I actually know that. Well, I know how to do it now. But you know, it's a very familiar move. You know, I was familiar with it. But there's a lot of times like I had to grab it and not look at him. To make it look more sinister, and uh, when I did that, you know, a couple times I grabbed his pinky and I got that. So I know the move, but to get it perfectly right mm-hmm. is hard. I had to you know, really get his hand perfectly. But you know, Tommy was great because he really sold me, and he's like, ah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, we had a blast doing that. It was, uh, it was fun. I loved that. That was my favorite shoot. Was was particularly that all that stuff in the warehouse because I got to be around Vincent and Tommy and Toby. Mm. And, you know, a lot of the time I was out in the parking lot with the, the chain swinging around. And uh, my girlfriend, when she came to the set, and, uh, you know, I walked her out to an Uber or a cab or something. And it was a very weird section of Long Island City. It's, it's just over, like, a little bridge mm-hmm. from uh, North Brooklyn. And uh, nobody could find this place. So I had to walk her out. And I'm like, Marvel's going to kill me, but i got to walk two blocks with her, take her through. Because it was, it was late at night. It was dark. Mm-hmm. It looks you know, the kind of place to get, uh, you know, mur- get murdered. So I had to walk her a couple blocks in my ninja suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. A couple bikes went by and a couple of cars went by and they're like, you know, looking at me weird. And I would think it's New York and no one would bat an eyelid, you know. It's just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, there's was, there was a reasoning behind uh, why we couldn't uh, tweet because there's, there's, you know, really diehard fans out there that have the technology or know-how to, to triangulate where that tweet came from. And that would result <laughs> wow. in, you know, People, uh, you know, swarming the set. Uh, there was a bunch of times when, uh, you know, uh, walking to my trailer, there'd be a bunch of guys there with, you know, a handful of pictures uh, of me, 
following skies and uh, you know other things and uh, waiting around to 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 have autographs and take pictures with them. So I knew that you know a lot of people were eager to to to, to be close to to the production and stuff. But uh, I was scared that somebody might take a picture of me. But I figured it's also like one thirty in the morning. It was like uh, I think it was a Friday night. Uh, I, I just wasn't thinking that anybody might be around, but I took a chance and I actually walked the two blocks away from the set with my outfit. And <laughs> so some pictures, if there was some fans out there, and they took pictures. They go, what do they do? They gonna take a picture of a red ninja? They gonna post it right away, right? Yeah. So I took a chance, but um, I loved going to that set. I really did because I spent so much time there. And, and uh, of course, uh, you know, I, in a previous episode, I, uh, I had a scene with Vincent also up there. You know, and uh, I'm one of those guys that. You know, I like to savor every moment uh, on a set, especially when somebody is uh, epic as Vincent around. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if I'm not uh, sitting here talking to him, like you know, I'm clocking him all the time. <laughs> you know, that's, he's like the, as far as I'm concerned, he's like the De Niro, you know, this generation. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a lot more recognition because I think he's shooting uh, Magnificent Seven right now. Yeah, he's tweeting a lot about Magnificent Seven because he's on on Twitter a lot. Um, which looks, I mean, the cast for that is is so cool, um, you know, and all the sort of things I keep hearing about it. Chris Pratt, who else? Chris oh, Pratt. I can't think. Chris Pratt was talking about one of the other actors today, and who's just joined Twitter, and I cannot think of his name. I'll have to check. <laughs> I'll have to IMDb it. Is blowing up. He's going to get some serious residuals because you know Jurassic is breaking. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if he's going to be back. I would love, I, I was saying to um, to Tommy earlier today that I definitely would love to see uh, Fisk and Vanessa back in season two because obviously that would also mean that Tommy comes back as well as, you know, the now one bad guy that survived apart from Madame Gal. Um, you know, and I love, I think the relationship between Fisk and Vanessa is the heart of the show in some respects, like yeah. particularly in the later episodes. I loved watching them just being voyeuristic and watching their dates. It was mm-hmm. so well so well acted. Jeez, uh, <laughs> they're just yeah, they're the powerhouse acting together was you know yeah, it was mesmerizing. Um, I would love to uh, I would love to come back and break out Wilson Fisk and say I'm going to kill you later. We have an arrangement, you know. <laughs> the writers are. I was thinking actually thinking of writing a sex script. I would love to like you know maybe a season would start and you would just see ninja feet like running around with some boards. Then would close it would it is snowing and it would reveal that and it would say like 1400 or something and. Ninjas attacking like some, uh, you know, taking out some uh, shogun or something, you know, ella forty-seven Roman, mm-hmm. and you know, intercut it with ninjas running through like a penitentiary on the on the, on the roof of a, you know, a detention center, and then an explosion, and a, maybe a gate would open, you know, the bars would open, he'd be in his kingpin outfit, and then you know, Nobu or somebody would walk through there, <laughs> so it would take you out. <laughs> that you know, would be that amazing. Would, that would be cool. That yeah, yes. would be, somebody yeah. should draw that. <laughs> I thought it'd be amazing. Like in the series, maybe somebody would say, "Do you remember Forty Seven Ronin? Do you remember, you know, Sekokuji? Uh, There's a lot of, you know, ninja the samurai events, and they could actually claim that they were responsible for controlling history. All those, mm-hmm. that would be, you know, I would love to see that, like an intercut ancient, you know, Japanese stuff with perhaps mm-hmm. red ninjas. Um, that would be awesome to me. I'm just thinking from a fan's point of view, just trying to think, you know, actually thinking of the panels in the comic. And perhaps, you know, and also uh, uh, visually in, 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 the, in the show, I could see it. 
Yeah, they could do it as a prequel comic. That would be, you know, even if they didn't have it in the show, if they really bring the hand and stick and the chase into later seasons, they could do that as an awesome, like, prequel comic to the events leading up and, you know, the history of Nobu and stuff. And Well, yeah, you know, they the hand, could, be cool. could, you could, if they do get into the hand, you could play one of your own ancestors or something, yeah. right? Yeah, there was a there was a picture of me that was close to uh, there's a uh, what's his name uh, Kage Nobu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of him on uh, online and it looked a hell of a lot like me. When I had <laughs> wow, when I, when I grew up, my little. <laughs> my friend, my friend just texted me a question for you. He says, "Did you take inspiration from any cinematic or literary ninjas?" <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a serious question or not. <laughs> no, but I took inspiration from what I would want to hear and see, uh, you know, the, the kind of intensity that I, it, you know, it's, it's a good gauge because I'm a big comic fan, so I know what I want. I know what the fans are kind of expecting. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've played Japanese guys before, with the accent, speaking Japanese, all that. And, uh, you know... In the end, whatever ended up on the screen is exactly what I tried to do. Whether or not people enjoy it or not, or you know, can criticize it, but I'm very pleased with what I did because what I what I tried to execute, I pulled off. Was it right? Did people enjoy it? That's that's, a, that's something else. But um, I was very specific in what I wanted to do, and uh, you know, hope hope people enjoyed it. But I really took it from just my uh, just from like a consumer uh, and a reader kind of uh, you know uh, approach. That's 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 all I. I uh, and also, and also, from your, also from your experience as a ninja as a child at Halloween, right? Yeah, but also, <laughs> of course. But I've seen all those movies that I saw. You know, The Master Ninja. I don't know. Remember, you remember The Master that was on TV? I think. Uh, but there was also Nine Deaths of a Ninja. You know, Ninja Three Nation. I watched all those American Ninjas with uh, Dudikoff also. You know, and uh, I, I'm a big fan of those. Uh, I remember as a child, I, I, I in Montreal when the VHS tapes were popular. They were doing a press tour for a, you know, a very obscure band band and show Kosugi we called Black Eagle. And they had, uh, they, they made appearances there. And I skipped school to go there to meet them. Uh, that band was a no-show. My mom took me there. And she was very supportive in that sense. I mean, you must. I was obsessed, right? So I, I went there in that show, Kosugi. And, uh, if anybody would be him, I remember, you know, the way he looked and he was always, you know, mean and, uh, uh, if anything, that, that was the, the biggest exposure to, to any, any of the ninja. You know, other than, you know, I could have watched the, uh, the latest Wolverine, I guess, you know. William Lee is a friend of mine, and he mm-hmm. played, uh, he played the uh, Kirigi in, uh, in Electra. Mm-hmm. I read that three times. Mm-hmm. I was offered, the first time I ever declined a role was that, because, uh, I read three times for it, and I was friends with him, because I went to acting school in LA back in the 90s, and we shared the same manager. Uh, and, and, uh, also I'm friends with Carrie Tagawa. Mm-hmm. So when oh, they were nice. both in Vancouver, I was living there for five years, and the, you know, Terry would come over a lot, and as he was shooting, and then uh, in the middle of shooting, I, they just called me up and they said, uh, you know, sorry you didn't get that role, you know, but there is something to watch. Can you come in to play this part? But it was like a servant walking through his temple and saying, Master, you know, whatever, Kirigi's here. I would go to hell with that one. No, <laughs> friends, because even if I did it, I'd never hear the end of it, you know, between the two of them. And uh, not after, you know, I actually thought that, you know. I was, more of a heavy actor to be playing some servant, uh, you know. And I was, I was, uh, you know, I was 
was in the aftermath of being rejected for the Karigi part and once again being beaten by my, you know, acting buddy, William Lee, who had a very strong resume at that time, you know. And living in Vancouver, they're going, well, how can we hire a local, you know? There's a lot of politics in this thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, William Lee is an amazing, amazing actor. Yeah. And uh, so was Carrie Tagal. always just full on the bet. You know, a lot of us Asian-American actors, we look upon these Asian Canadian. But we very much look up to him because this guy's been in the game for so long. Uh, yeah. You know, right from the showdown, right from like Miami Vice. You know, was Miami Vice episode. He had a sword fight in the rain with uh, Lieutenant Castillo with Edward James oh, Olsen. Wow. Are you no, I, that? I, <laughs> I don't know. I think at, at that point the show was kind of like it's kind of starting to nosedive. I, but jump I the loved shark it. A bit. it was about to jump. The ship. It was approaching that that ramp. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, just got one, I've just got one more uh, question: Is uh, considering or considering the Japanese language on the show? I am assuming you're a native Japanese speaker. Yeah. Well, I speak with my mom. They call it heritage Japanese. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mom and she speaks to me, but I'll tell you, I have problems listening to a lot of technical stuff, like mm-hmm. listening to uh, the news in Japan. Like I'm only getting 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go to Japan, I'm forced to speak Japanese with my mom. She speaks to me. My parents will speak to my dad's downstairs, so they speak in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never speak in Japanese back though. Okay, so I, so they didn't. My mom, I did. You weren't that. able to. You weren't able to uh, provide any coaching on the set. Did they have someone else to do that? For the other actors besides you, who had to speak Japanese? No, no. Who, who had to speak Japanese? Uh, Madame Gal, she had a few lines. And, and, and we- the, Wesley. Wesley did. He had some Japanese in there? I think so. Well, maybe not, because he was mainly uh, translating, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He, but the, the funny thing is, Toby Leonard Moore speaks Japanese in real life. Wow, yeah. really? Well, I guess yeah. he's, he's Australian, isn't he? And a lot of Australians learn Japanese because it's a useful language. Because my, I have Australian cousins, they all speak Japanese. Oh, do they? Okay, because mm-hmm. he went up to Japan, I think he spent a couple of years there, and uh, he learned it. He was like, damn it, we were actually trying to finagle a way for him to speak Japanese, and so he can, he can rock it and impress everybody. <laughs> but didn't go for that, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's good. He's good, Japanese. There was, you know, a few times that we were speaking. He was testing me, I was testing him, and, you know, he's <laughs> such an amazing actor. I, I studied Japanese for about six months, but it's all gone. Like, I can, me, if you if you too, don't I, use it, you just forget it. You know, I had no one. I had nobody to practice with, so I lost. Yeah, it all, yeah. yeah well, you have to practice. You know, it. There's like there's lines like, "This place smells like a whorehouse's toilet." That's one of the this place smells like a dirty whore's toilet," and he's like, "Nobu doesn't appreciate the accommodations," and I'm like. I'll have your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in that case, I don't know how to say whorehouse. I didn't know. No, I didn't. You know, half of the words there I've never heard or spoken before. Mm-hmm. So in that case, you know, I learned it perfectly. But then Marvel asked, like, uh, is it Madame Gao or uh, Wai Jing and uh, and, uh, and uh, Vincent are, are being uh, they're being uh, they're, they're given uh, they're being afforded some uh, you know uh, language lessons. Mm-hmm. And there's a school. So we know you can speak this, yeah, but if you want, you can go. I had a lot of time in between, right? And I was living, in a, you know, I relocated to New York to do this show. So there's, I said, you know what, I want to do the best performance I can. So I, I went in. You know, he was there for hours. Mm. Learning his Mandarin, but I went in, cleaned it up in like 15, 20 minutes to make sure, and uh, then I'd leave. You know, then I'd shoot a week later. But I, I had to make sure because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to approach this not prepared. So uh, you know. Uh, I went in a couple times, but I didn't need to. You know. 
Like, because I ran it by my mom, and she's like, yeah. And then she said, okay, this one, you sound very American. <laughs> Speak of that. Because I am. You know, I was raised here. I go yeah. to Japan often, like, every two years. And uh, my mom's whole, my, my both my parents are Japanese. My dad's Japanese Canadian. My mom's mm-hmm. Japanese Osaka. So we go back often. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I picked it up since I was a kid. But, but, you know, first and foremost, my first language is English. Mm-hmm. And then I studied French here, you know, I'm surrounded by French. I'm, in, you know, English speaking in Montreal is, we're the minority here. I'm a minority of a white minority. So the English speaking are a minority to the French. I'm English speaking Asian. <laughs> you know, it was kind of, it was a weird upbringing, but, uh, you know. I'm just English, which means I'm lazy and don't have to learn any other languages. <laughs> because we don't. <laughs> we don't learn any other languages. You learn, or don't you learn, uh... We did French? French and German at school, but it's I, I can speak like very little French. But you know, everywhere you go, everyone speaks English. So I just think we're very lazy. Yes. Maybe it's just me. I'm very lazy with languages. I think that all Brits can speak American English better than yeah, American. I can speak American English. All the roles, <laughs> all the yeah. roles are Brits. Yeah. Now you've got an English Spider-Man. Yeah, English Daredevil. <laughs> Who else is English? Oh, English Superman. Off. It was an English Batman or Welsh Batman. Yeah. Oh, Christian Bale. Yeah. 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 And uh, there'll be an English Wolverine next. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were saying the other day, Matt, you need an actual Canadian Wolverine. Yeah, we do. I remember uh, a bunch of my friends reading for that. Uh, I know that uh, this is a Scottish actor. They couldn't do it. Oh, uh, Dougray Scott. Yeah, Dougray. He was he was locked in Mission Impossible too. But uh, Mm -hmm. I had a couple, two or three friends from Canada that read for it. I'm like. Get out of here. You think you're going to be Wolverine? Yeah, this is impossible. It's impossible. Never. It's not going to happen. They've got a singing Australian to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, a a six-foot-tall singing yeah, Australian. of what he's supposed to be, but I'm sorry. Um, Hugh Jackman hits it out of the park every yeah, time. Yeah, he's amazing. It's yeah. great. What, what a talent. Um, but, uh, yeah. Wow. That role has made him, has made him you know. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 how many has he done now? How many times has he... he how many terms of, He's done one, two, three, four, seven, I think. Yeah. About seven. He yeah. says he's one or two more. It's not enough. He can't. He's got to <laughs> I think every he time. Has to, he has to bulk up every time he does a film, you know, and uh, keep that, that physique up, and it must be such hard work. I don't know. He's, he's got to eat like an entire chicken every day. Yeah, <laughs> three chickens a day or something. I don't know, but these guys are like, are they on the juice or what? Because, I mean, The Rock is huge. Yeah. It's ridiculous now. I mean, come on, man. It's like, he's playing everyday guy roles, but, like, nobody is that huge in real life. <laughs> I think I read something somewhere that said if you want to, like, the best way to, like, get, like, a ripped physique is the do the Marvel diet because they're obviously doing something correct because they hire all these guys, you know, like Chris Pratt to be Star-Lord, and he's absolutely ripped now. So they've yeah. got some amazing personal trainers there. I was a little plump before, but, you know, I'm like, these guys really earn it. Not only do they have the chops to do the part, it's very physical, the roles themselves. They've got to be coordinated, you know, they're going to get bruised and bumps. On top of that, they got to maintain their physique. Like Hemsworth, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, <sighs> press the hell out of me. These guys are in, like, superb shape. And, you know, these guys, they look like absolutely like competing bodybuilders in that great shape, you know. Um, it's like there's, like, three professions rolled into one, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get earn that paycheck. These guys earn every sense of it. Uh, they're amazing. Um, and, and damn it, you know, I know it's hard to, 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 to maintain that kind of shape. Who, who wants to eat, you know, you know, steamed chicken and broccoli all day for months? And, uh, yeah. You know, eating like a regiment, like it's a job. It's like, I don't really, nothing. I have to eat. 
Also, I've been told that Montreal is one of the best places in the world for food. So, <laughs> even though I've never been to Montreal, I've been told oh, the food is amazing. It's just incredible. The further west you go in Canada, the, the, the worse the driving gets and the food. It's uh, food is it's un, unspeakably good. It's like, I I don't even know what the hell to say other than when you get here, just eat, just keep eating. Uh, you know, it, it gives New York a run for its money. I don't know which one's better. New York is great, but uh, just out of sheer amounts, you know, selection. There's just so many mm-hmm. restaurants there. Uh, but Montreal, listen, the French can't go wrong. Yeah. That's true. I really got to thank them for the poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I need to try it. I don't know why it doesn't, to me it's just like, it's, it's like a no-brainer. Cheese, yeah. gravy, fries, come on, man. That's like, it's <laughs> like uh, potatoes au gratin. What, what, what do you call it? Uh, scallop potatoes? Same deal. <laughs> milk and some, you know, cheese in between the, you know, the, the sliced Potatoes, so we got fries, we got gravy, and uh, we got some cheese in there. It's, it's delicious. It's not just any cheese. It's about those those squeaky cheese curds. That's the yeah. That's you have those really? curds. I don't know where they get them. Who forms them like that? I don't know, but you gotta <laughs> have. And, uh, it, it's just so good. I mean, it's like a triple bypass on a, on a plate. You know, it's not a, not a healthy. <laughs> I was at a restaurant today that had a lobster poutine. I didn't get it, but <laughs> well, see, I just heard a commercial for Subway. It wasn't Jared. In the commercial. Uh, I heard a commercial. I heard a commercial for like the. Uh, you probably get it over there. It was like the, the Maritimes lobster sandwich. It's, I'm like, yeah. hey, I might want to get one of those. Try it out. Whole <laughs> lobster, mm-hmm. you know, big cram kind of stuff, or you think it's real yeah. lobster? Um, not sure. I, I usually don't get lobster stuff. No, their their luncheon meats are getting worse and worse. I mean, they actually say I'd be a bit like you know, I, I'd be like mm, fast food lobster. Any fast food seafood, I'd be like, oh, I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> you know, vacuum sealed pack there. I can you know, safe to say it's not fresh, is it? Uh, uh. Who knows? I think it's a limited uh, area. I think it's in his parts in the you know the, uh, the, the eastern eastern Canada. I think. Uh, yeah, I, think you're actually, right. I don't know if it'll fly in, in Calgary. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, just, I kind of want to taste it. I want to, I might want to go. And I think, you know, they, they need the sales because of that Jared thing. Yeah. <laughs> I should check. How, how are we doing for time, Peter? Because I know we've recorded longer than we said, but obviously I know you're really busy and you've got to help your dad. So yeah. just let me know if you want me to wrap things up. Yeah, you can ask me a couple more questions. i got maybe like 10 more minutes for you. Okay. Go. Well, let's ask about your dad. Have your parents seen any scenes from Daredevil? Uh, they saw it all. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, they were in Toronto recently, and uh, my sister, my little sister, is a massive, massive fan of Daredevil. Nice. You know, she, uh, for a girl, she always loved comics, but uh, like me, she loved Daredevil a lot. I think she, well, she probably adopted that from me. She better not have stolen any of my comics. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you need to go and check. Yeah, because she is a big fan, and uh, she is, she's really stoked that uh, Electra's coming in, you know, next season. But, uh, she was like, she was asking me all kinds of questions. Of course, my sister, I told her a few things, but uh, she uh, she binge watched it, you know, the first weekend. Um, but uh, my parents were there, and then she watched it again with them, well, maybe a couple months ago. Because she has a new baby, and the mom is in Toronto taking care of the baby as they find uh, 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 daycare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my dad, uh, my mom watched it. She said, "So violent, so <laughs> so much of blood, so <laughs> violence." And, uh, very, very violent. But she goes, but very good. And she approved of, uh, you know, my Japanese and my acting. So, you know, I was happy with that. And my sister, she goes, you're good. 
Yeah. Are you, are you just saying that because you're No, you're good. <laughs> and then, then she goes, I don't know about this actor. He's going to remain nameless. I'm not sure if I really believe they're acting. But by the end, she goes, remember what I said about that actor? No. They're awesome. At the end, I could see what they're doing. So, and that was one person, one actor that they singled out. That she oh. singled out. But by the end, she goes, no, I was wrong. I, I could see what, was, what the actor was doing, and everybody was amazing. In it. So she was very, very pleased with it, my sister. She uh, forced my, parent, my, my parents to watch it, uh, you know, a few months back. And uh, they really, really liked it. Uh, Mom said it was too violent, not really her cup of tea, but she said it was very good. My dad loved it. He's like, oh, yeah, when's, uh, when's season two coming? I <laughs> anything, Dad. <laughs> you have to try and get him a role in it. Oh, Hollywood fan. They come to premieres and stuff. Like, you know, now uh, I don't want to bring anybody into the, the Hollywood uh, realm and show them around. I don't bring my siblings. I mean, my little sister bring her around for anything. But uh, like I said, I don't know what's going on with Daredevil, so. All speculation. Okay. But my, yeah, my parents really—they really enjoyed it. They did, yeah. and they got Netflix now because of it. Nice, nice. I've been you getting my uh, my mum to watch it, which is hilarious because she not only doesn't watch any comic, which she she knows nothing about comic books at all, but she watched uh, episode one with me because I made her sit down and watch it, and she loves it. She's really into it. She's up to episode five, I think. But it's yeah. great because, like I said earlier, it's. You know, if people who've never picked up a comic in their life and know nothing about it are really getting into it, into the story and the characters, then it just shows how good it is. That's the weird sell of the show. Some people mm. are like, I don't really dig comics. It's not really, it's like, damn it, you're, we're losing the people that don't want to watch comics, but you gotta, gotta, you know, kind of force them to watch it, then they'll get it. Because, uh, unfortunately, his name is Daredevil, but, uh, you know, people that really don't uh, go for that thing, they don't realize how much of it's just a, you know, it's a gritty street drama. Street mm-hmm. crime. And, uh, you throw in, uh, you know, his, his, his little uh, vigilante suit, and it's just, you know, some, some guy out there kicking ass, you know. There's no real superpowers. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they just have, you know, Charlie doing that kind of thing, you know, not having that crazy sonar and CGI Ben Affleck flipping around, you know. It's quite, I didn't enjoy that one too much. The, the, yeah. The first, what did uh, you thought, think... What did you think of the final Daredevil suit in the show? Um, I, w- I was taken aback. You know, the first time I saw images mm-hmm. of it before it came out, I don't remember where I saw it. I was like, whoa, that's it? What's with the black and the patches? <laughs> I'm like, wait. But then I thought about how are you supposed to roll out a suit and make it like, why would a guy wear a suit? Mm-hmm. You better have some kind of, you know, crazy reinforcements and stuff. And then to tell you the truth, in all, you know, look, look at Batman's suit. It's like a goddamn tank now. You know what I mean? You <laughs> see the new one that's on display at Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going with this exoskeleton stuff. So the fact that it was still pliable and stuff, but it was just reinforced here and there, I liked it because I wanted still to get, you know, the shit kicked out of them here and there. You stab, you know, where, where the seam is or mm-hmm. where some places you still got to be vulnerable, man. You still yeah. got to be vulnerable or it's not Daredevil. So I liked it. Um, the black, see, because it, it looked like there were patches in, like, you know, reinforced places. I was like, whoa, I was thrown. Like I said, I was kind of like, uh, but then when, you know, the way they, they, uh, fit into the story and, uh, like I said, it was reinforced and they had, uh, 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 he had it made and, uh, he needed that last minute and he didn't, you know, it's like, just a ready, gets it on. He didn't really kind of personalize it yet. Maybe next time it'll, uh, you know, you'll have some adjustments and, uh, some, some, uh, some new, uh, you know, you could personalize it. You can make it you more Gotta get those double Ds on it. Yeah, you? the DD. Yeah. The, D, the horns, you know, it's all, you can't, it's too much all at once. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> you 
that's the way you know. That's that's the way I think. Um, but I, I think it can it can actually evolve into something different. Um, you know, you got to pull off horns. You got to pull off a DD. You got to pull off a reason why he's wearing it. Uh, I think know, they wrote that in very well. You know, that it was a, a, a slow development through the series. That it kind of started as a. Um, an urban legend, you know, that he was referred to as the devil of Hell's Kitchen, and then he just embraced it, you know, and it fits in with the way they wrote in his Catholicism. And it's yeah. kind of like the way they did it in Batman Begins, where he chooses this thing to become a symbol that's going to put fear into the criminal element. You know, I thought it was very well done, rather than just going, oh, I'm going to dress up as a devil for no reason, you know, which was kind of in the comics. It was, I thought they wrote it in very well and introduced it. So it I made sense. I thought it was smart. I liked mm-hmm. the way he approached it with the, you know, being just a real guy, uh, you know, in his black outfit, which is really cool. People, you know, they were complaining about it before it came out. Like, the black outfit, what's Jesus? Miller crap, you know, it's, they don't know, but they loved it. He looked like Wesley from, uh, from, from, from Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, it looked cool, man. It looked, it looked cool to me. It looked like a ninja, ninja-esque, you know. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people would be, uh, but put off if they, you know, they start to, to market it uh, with him wearing that suit already. It would have been, oh, Jesus, another flash. Oh, God, another mm-hmm. you know, I like that they, they, they really kind of, you know, pulled back and humanized the whole story uh, and get right into this, this crazy, uh, you know, suit. It's the thing about the internet as well. People will always find something to complain about, you know. There's people complaining now about the first sh- um, shots they've shown of um, John Bernthal on set for Daredevil Season 2 as the Punisher. And they're saying, where's his skull on his chest? And it's like, this is just some photo that someone snapped, you know. And it's like, he might not get that in that season. He might just be having a break. No one knows, but people are complaining already. Just had a bagel and he's walking to his trailer. Leave the guy yeah, alone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> go, go look at the uh, Civil War. You got uh, the the crossbones. Yeah. There. That one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm yeah I'm not I'm interested. I'm right after this. I'm going right to these uh, these set photos of uh, Burnfall. I gotta see. I gotta see. Okay. They're all up on our Facebook group. So if you want to check them out, I post everything I find up on there. It's not because I'm obsessed because. Um, Attached or I've been attached to the show. I'm a big Daredevil fan. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, damn man, you guys, you can't, you, you'd see me when I got the role. You know, I'm going, this is an idiot. I'm just so happy when I got the first audition. I was like, oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, gotta get something, you know. <laughs> and I had to read for Wesley. I read, you know, it was the first scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby has uh, this like pages and pages and pages where he's, uh, you know, manipulating and uh, puppeting, you know. Uh, uh, Nelson and Murdoch when he's trying to hire them for uh, mm-hmm. for uh, the Union Allied. Um, he uh, it was amazingly amazingly done, amazingly active that scene. A very hard scene to, to, mm-hmm. to kind of control that kind of uh, evil. Whatever. He, but I had to read that, uh, and uh, I'm like, I'm not gonna beat this guy. This is this is like Wesley. <laughs> you know, unless they make an Asian Wesley, you know, a guy could dream. So I did it anyways, you know. And then I had another one. Was Wesley seen when he comes up to the uh, you know the beat cop at the beginning and says you have to assassinate this girl Karen Page or I take out this this, this girl. So I read that and it said Achiro signs. So I thought I was going to be like some sinister asshole Japanese businessman, uh, you know, assassin guy. But it turns out that was Wesley also. But you know after that I got the role and I thought I was going to be Hachiro and going to be sitting in a park somewhere, uh, you know, uh, blackmailing uh, you know, a cop to. Uh, 
the killing uh, campaign. That's what I thought. When I got, uh, you know, maybe only a few days before I went to set, I got, uh, maybe a week before I got a script, and I said, oh, Jesus, I got another Sam Shadows Don't Talk Grimace through the whole series. And, you know, I did a lot of standing around and not talking in Fallen Skies. You did a lot of good glaring, though, in that first episode. You were just glaring at everyone. It was, it was very cool. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, we did multiple takes, different angles, but mm-hmm. ended sometimes when, you know, they're doing my coverage. I didn't, certainly didn't look around that much during, the, uh, during my takes, because that, that's too much. I would give myself whiplash. These are, <laughs> this is where a great example where the performance are made or broken in the uh, cutting room. This is an editor's. This was an absolute editor's performance. They made me go and look at look it around. <laughs> I know I was supposed to be mad. I was supposed to be senator. I'm like, you know, like I'm like, I'm like Mr. Joshua in the Lethal Weapon, you know. <laughs> I'm like that guy, you know. Yeah. And you like that guy, you know. You got Madame Gals laughing and stuff, and she's, you know, what she says. I'll tell you. Okay. So she says uh, when uh, uh, Bob Gunton says to me, uh, you know, can you, can you at least pretend to be cold? And she's laughing, and she says, Bobu. Doesn't get cold. He stays warm with the blood of others. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of look at it. in a tub of blood. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. blood. It's like a dialysis with blood. I just have something. My <laughs> <laughs> hyperbaric blood chamber. Um, but the, yeah, she says that. Um, you know, and I only had that first script, and it said that to be translated in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, then I knew, I was like, okay, so I'm going to be some kind of badass. Right? <laughs> but I don't want to stand around in the shadows the whole time, not because I've got another part that was simple for that. But they assured me, of course, you know, characters going to develop. And mm-hmm. So that, that was cool, but uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 oh, that's cool. Any more questions? Oh, no, we can wrap things up if you want. Um, but honestly, thank you so much for chatting with us about it. And it's a pleasure to talk to you finally <laughs> after contacting yeah. you months ago and not being able to talk about anything. And yeah. I definitely wanted to wait until um, after the guys on the podcast, the newbies, had seen all of your episodes so they saw your exit from the show um, before right. we spoke to you so we could talk about everything because obviously that's such an awesome episode. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And I hope you have a great time over in the U.K. when you come over next week. Well, I'm right back at you. You're going to uh, come in over your Yankee side over here, right? You're going to the... Yeah, to... yeah. New York for five days and just running around, exploring, going to shows. And, uh, are you going yeah. to search for that warehouse and try to find the burn mark where the crispy ninja was? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to find the crispy ninja mark, yeah. Definitely. It's a real functioning little warehouse. You know, but they, they, they did put yellow kind of like lights behind the windows for that comic booky effect. I imagine they were kind of like stained, stained kind of like factory windows. And if you looked out of them, you'd see right down to the water where Matt jumped out of and crashed out of that. He got tagged a couple times and macerated and I hooked his liver and a million things happened. <laughs> In real life, there's no guy that can survive that. But, you know. You're the guy who almost killed Daredevil pretty much, which but is cool. The dogs never stay on the mat, right? They always get up. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I can't wait till season two comes out, but uh, that's all I can say. Definitely. Yeah. Well until you can you can tell me, you know, if you're gonna be in season two, it's fine. It's fine. Just send me a message, it's fine. I won't tell anyone. Oh right. right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Why don't you hunt down that set? I will. You know? If I find it, I'll, I'll send photos. I'll, I'll I'll reenact, I'll be lying on the floor pretending I'm like crispy ninja Nobu. 
Or he can lie on the floor by a dead body and look up and go, ah! <laughs> Why? And jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the red hair, right? Like, like, yeah. uh... There you go. Remember, I've, well, I've got the tattoo as well. Where is it? I don't know if you can see it. Your natural ginger? What the? Really? Yeah. So awesome. Okay, so you're not messing around. No, I've got issue, I've got issue number one on my wall of Daredevil. I'm a big fan since I was about ten, so... That's cool. Yeah. But now I'm worried your, you know, your sister's gonna find out where I live and come and steal my comics as well. It's kind of cool, you know. I like that. It's like a girl that's into motorcycles or something. I think you know, chicks are into like certain specific guy things. I think there's it's nothing sexier, and, and you know what? More power to them. That's cool. Awesome. I, cool. I think it's awesome. Man. So, yeah. uh, what are you guys up to? You're out. You're done. Are we. Uh... Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, I've, I've um, chat, as I said, I chatted with Tommy this morning, and then this afternoon I chatted with Rob Morgan, who plays Turk. Um, oh. I phoned him, phoned him up at home. He's a really cool guy. And then, yeah, I finished the day with you, so it's been a cool. daredevil-filled day. <laughs> totally is. Daredevil yeah. day. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. I get to say, well, as a fan, it would be pretty cool, but imagine, like, doing that to, you know, just some anonymous person that's not in the business, just as, you know, a viewer. That'd be, like, huge. Mm. Mm-hmm. Be able to talk to a bunch of people from the cast, you know? Oh, that, it's, it's like a great day. I mean, it's like the perfect Saturday for me because I get to talk to, you know, we do, I mean, that's the reason we do podcasting anyway. And Matt and I have podcast together for, for years on different projects. And we do it because we love the stuff we talk about and we're big, you know, we're big geeks. And, you know, it's always great talking with other people who are geeks and just going, oh, isn't this great? You know, that's why we do it because we love it. Yeah, it's it's difficult to talk about me being a lawyer in a romantic drama in Hong Kong. It's only so much to do. I can talk all day about my previous show. It's a Spielberg show on aliens, but this there's so much to talk about. You know, mm. There's a lot, a lot, and I can and I can't wait to get to you know to to London. That's gonna be great. I yeah, you're gonna have a great time. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. Huh? You been there? You said. Yeah, I've been to um, the last few years of that one, and usually I because I do drawings as well. Usually I sell my drawings there. Um, last year was insane. It was very busy because Stan Lee was there and it's his last appearance in Britain. So really? it was, I really wanted him to sign my issue number one of Daredevil, but I, I couldn't get to meet him. But, um, you'll have a, you'll have an absolute blast. And I mean, the whole Back to the Future cast will be there. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. You'll have a really good time. Kamikaze in Los Angeles in, uh, on October 30th or 31st, I believe I'm doing a panel with him. Me. Oh, Excellent. And uh, I, I don't know, my friend Regina Carpinelli is the director of it. She's like the president of the Stanley Kong mm. uh, uh conventions. But uh, I don't know who's on the panel yet, but she told me I'm doing a panel with him and, you know, I'll be signing autographs for the afternoon. But uh, my friends all work over there at Power Entertainment, way before Daredevil. I have a lot of best friends that worked at Power Entertainment in Beverly Hills, his new company, mm-hmm. not new, but his, his company, and uh, easily get that signed by him. If you can get that comment to me, I'll get it signed. <laughs> in October. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's the one on my wall because I, as I said, I'm such a big fan of the character, and it's you know, and that's I I said to Tommy and Rob earlier, you know, I'm such a big fan of the character. I know the character so well, and a lot of um, some of the guests that have been on the podcast, like um, Christine from the other Murdoch Papers podcast and blog, which is a massive blog. I mean, she's been drawn in the comics. Because she's such a you know big fan, Chris Sumney's drawn her in the comics. Uh, Colgy from ManWithoutFear.com, which is the biggest Daredevil website on the internet, has been on our podcast. He's also been drawn in the comics. The fact that the three of us all love the show so much, and we're like could be the most critical fans, you know, if you're a fan of something, 
But right. you guys just knocked it out of the park. You did such an awesome job, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. It was a big effort, though. It was just one little little piece of it. But, you know, it's a more, I, don't, I don't even look at his work. It's a thrill to me, you know. It's a there was moments when I'm, they're like, Pete, you with us? Like, because I'm standing there, and I'm just, I'm looking at Daredevil, I'm looking at Charlie. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's pulling out the sticks. He's like, come on. <laughs> and I'm just standing like, what the f-? I, I really want to go, what the hell is going on, man? Yeah. Like, Daredevil, oh, <laughs> so awesome. You know? That's what so, Tommy said earlier as well. He said it was just surreal. He's just like, I'm with the kingpin, like, what's happening, you know? Yeah, I'm walking behind him, and I'm bitching at the kingpin, stuff like that. And we're, we're talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm a big Donofrio fan. I've been watching him mm. since Full Metal Jacket. Everything. Mm. Have you seen him in Chained? He's amazing in Chained. Have you seen that? What's it called? Sorry, Chained? It's called Chained, and it's oh. by directed by Jennifer Lynch. If you can see that, he is so creepy in it. He's amazing. His creep factor is high. Anytime he's <laughs> so good, but uh, yeah. Even then, and like you know, when I have scenes where it's like it's like a really intense scene where we're you know at odds with each other, I just want and he, you know he's, you know the stature is really big mm. and uh, they make him bigger, you know, and I'm trying to shoot him to make me look smaller and stuff, but you know I gotta be the scrappy asshole with him and acting, and he he changes things so uh, to stay with him, you know, uh, uh, and uh, that was a thrill. It's just just I loved it. it was never only a couple of times when my I was hurting during the fight. They get hurt, like a sore, or you know, like oh, I can't do this, not this, this, you know, this little, you know, combo again. I got to do it. I'm like, I'm tired. Other than that, every moment was a thrill. Mm. I'm just, they don't know that uh, I'm living my fantasy right here. And, uh, <laughs> this is just incredible. You know, I could have been in Thor or the Avengers one, but Daredevil's cool. Mm. I just love the perfect the whole kind of you know film noir kind of uh, look of the comics and the end of the. Uh, well, certain runs of the comics and the, uh, you know, what they were going for. You see, you know, those production meetings with you, everybody, we had to know what, uh, you know, what uh, exactly what we were shooting for. So, um, you know, I was just, I was just thrilled to be in that. I knew it was going to be great. I knew it was going to be dark and, you know, a lot of backlighting and uh, a lot of silhouette shots. And just awesome. It's a, it's a good time. It's a, you know, it's a thrill. I, I pray to God that I can come back. But, uh, you know, yeah. If they if they do the iron, you know, if they're building up the black sky storyline, then you'll be back. You have to be back. Yeah. God is the hand, but the one thing about the hand is the biggest aspect is you know Dave Dave Kearney. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing that always stuck with me. It was like, wow, these ninjas always come back. I'm like, if they don't do that, then that's an unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, well, they'll miss a great opportunity. But uh, who else? Yeah, now that you now that you gave us that spec script, I really want to see you play your your own ancestor as a ninja <laughs> way back in Japan. We oh, see the, so that, the hand. I want to see that. Can it? Can it? Can play it for it because you know I don't do anything to go back. Actually. You need to give that to Stan Lee when you see him. Yeah, I'll tell him. And then he'll pull he'll, some he'll, strings for you. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> he, 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 of course, he's the, the the actually the creator of it. I don't know if he has uh, too much of a hand in writing the scripts, though. But uh, you know what? I, I might I might write some of these writers. Go, Why do you do this? I should just write that by myself. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is for potential season three, where I can come back. You can write me in just like this. You know, this be the opening scene of season three. Just let um, Ruth um, Ruth Fletcher Gage know because she's really into writing like historical stuff. She was telling me about. So there you go. I think I'm going to see them in a few weeks. They got a book launch uh, in Los Angeles, a party. Oh, cool. 
personally invited me to, and I said, uh, absolutely, you could do. I love them. They were that, on- that's for their new graphic novel, because I think, yeah, they were yeah. telling me all about it when I spoke to them, and it, it sounds really cool, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to reading it. They're very cool. I'll read anything. Uh, I'll read anything. It's my dad, and he's holding a meat pie. So, yeah, let's <laughs> There's no fries. Uh, uh, I think I'll get some. Or there might be some downstairs. I'm, I'm going to close up this podcast cool. here, Dad. Yeah, we should let you go. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Thank really. you so much again, honestly. It's been such a well, pleasure say, chatting with you. Say hi to your dad for us. Yeah, <laughs> say cool. hi. Yeah. From London yeah. and uh, New Brunswick. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> Talk to you guys. Yeah, and have fun at Comic-Con. Okay. Thank you. See you guys Bye. later. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!